0: All right, today I'm having a conversation with Greg Sterling. Greg and I worked together at Red Hat. He was on the release engineering team. Was that that the correct
1: name of your team? I can't even remember. It went between release engineering and RCM for release configuration management. There we go. There we go. It's been a while. You can use either. It won't offend me.
0: (laughs) So Greg and I were talking the other day. Greg is in the midst of a job search, and he was telling me so many things about the job search process that, either surprised me or hurt my head that I thought, let's talk to Greg, let's let's see what he's up to, how he's going about this process, and I bet there's a lot I can learn, and hopefully it will help some people out
1: there. So, tell us
0: more about you, Greg.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we already talked about the release configuration management piece. Um, I got hired into Red Hat to do that and transitioned into a, I guess it was a product management title, and they... Decided that they were going to do some workforce reduction, is the the PCA term I believe, um, but uh, yeah, I got to participate in that and was told that I was no longer going to be working at Red Hat, and I don't know, it was kind of in that uh, it felt a little offensive because it was in that like, well, we don't, we feel like we have too many program, product, project managers compared to the rest of the industry, so we're going to do some layoffs. Um, so, I was told that and. Yeah, we just happened to sync up, and you had a bunch of uh, interesting questions, and I thought it'd be fun to do this with you and kind of give some, uh, or at least my personal insight and see if that helps other people kind of do their own personal searches.
0: Share a little bit more about your background, and then when was this layoff and bring us current? Yeah, um,
1: I don't know. My background's been very technical for the most part, a lot of... uh, automation process management and things. And I just on a lark decided to take the last three years of my career to go into this product management title, which was really a misnomer. Like it wasn't product management and it kept getting stranger and stranger titles, which I think has actually made it harder and harder to find a job because people are like, I don't know what you actually did. Um, but uh, yeah, like, just trying to kind of look around, see uh, what's out there, and trying to also figure out what the heck uh, I want to be when I grow up. As somebody that's forty-six years old and still trying to figure that out, I guess. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the the layoffs happened in. Oh, sorry. That was back in. We were. It was announced in April, uh, and our la- like anybody that was part of that in the U.S. at least was their last day. I think was like May 29th or something along those lines. They did some further. I think, complicated slash confusing uh, additional components to that post um, May. But that was mostly because of legal issues like for different countries and things is my understanding. But it's kind of a bummer they couldn't just do, rip the band off in one shot and had to kind of keep at it a few times. But I understand business is business, and you kind of got to do what you got to do. So
0: since that time, you've been looking for a job, is my understanding. Almost or
1: just at seven months now. It's been a wild ride trying to work through holidays that companies have and just things being, I think, largely kind of slow, whether it was been me or the companies. I have my opinions on that, but we'll get into it, I'm sure. So what's the strangest thing you've seen? Um, I'm not going to say the company because I don't want to like offend anybody or kind of get blacklisted, but I did go through a three month interview process at one company. It was very, it felt very personal. And like I got to really know the team and they got to know me very well. And at the end of it, they just kind of said no in the most informal uh, letter you could possibly get where it was like, as you know, we get like hundreds of thousands of resumes a month and it's really hard to work through. And there's a bunch of stuff where I was like, I just don't care. Um, (laughs) So like it could have just been like a really short, Hey, sorry you know, we didn't do this or have the person actually kind of reach out to me. And I understand from the legal reasons why they don't want to tell you why they said no at all. But at, on the other hand, it was like, I built up this relationship with you guys. And this was just, it felt kind of weird. Like if if, if I was getting broken up with it, it was over a text. That's like kind of how it felt.
0: <laughs> so that's interesting. So by the way, how many interviews have you, would you say you've had in this last
1: seven months? Um, the first six months was like one to three interviews a month. So I don't know, 10 to 18, somewhere around there. And it's just been like really slow. So uh, the, the thing that's changed for me is over the last three weeks, it seems like things have picked up quite a bit. And again, like it might be just the types of companies I'm targeting or something, but I went from, I basically almost doubled the amount of interviews I did over the last six months to what I've done in the last month. Uh, interviewing for like 15 positions across 12 companies. So that's been at least positive and <laughs> put a little smile on my family's face. Yes. Yeah. How has your family been with all this? It's been super hard. Um, I, I think for me, I'm like, you know, like I know like, hey, we've got the savings. We've got like a bunch of things that we can lean on financially. So like I was in the, hey, what, I got to figure things out. Do I want to start a business? Do I want to, um, go, my parents have their own company. Do I want to go work for them again? Probably not for a number of reasons, but, uh, you know, I, I love them and everything. So have that has crossed my mind, you know, do I want to, am I trying to look for a position to kind of grow my career? Am I taking a lower level positions and kind of stepping back and slowing down? Um, and a lot of that mix has been trying to figure out, uh, I got a daughter that's about to turn 16 and like, how how much time do I need at home or away all the all the these considerations so I'd say it's been kind of hard, but um we're we're kind of managing
0: do you have any advice in that category for someone that maybe still has a job what like financial or otherwise things would you have in order in the event that this were to happen to them?
1: yeah, I mean two immediate thoughts come to mind is one it's easier to look for a job when you already have one like it's it's very if you don't have a job it's super easy to become manic just be like i have to go apply to every single job i can and then after that you're exhausted like i can't even think about applying to a job for the rest of the week as things kind of pass by that maybe you would have been interested in applying to um but i also think it's kind of important to make sure you're just saving money like i know that these you'll see come some of the uh banks or financial advisors are throughout like have a year's worth of savings and not everybody can do that um but you know it, it is also a good reminder for myself at least you know live within your means and make sure that you are saving and being ready for the rainy day um on the flip side i've been trying to explain to my wife it's like well this is the rainy day that we've been saving for so like let's actually spend the money not like f- Fret over things. And I, like, she's been great through the whole thing, but it has been certainly tough on her.
0: So you were, you were saying a little bit ago in terms of not getting feedback. I think you told me, though, that some of the companies are... You have been able to get some feedback and have found that a somewhat valuable process.
1: I think... So probably what I should have done with that company I had been uh, interviewing at for over the course of three months that I didn't do, but I have done with other companies, was trying to get some of that like 360 feedback. So like during the interview process, just ask like straight out, like, what are you guys like excited about me? Like what, why did you even like take, like out of the thousands of resumes that you got, why, like what got your attention? And on the flip side, I've, you know, asked them uh, what kinds of things like scare you or are you concerned about for me? And I think you're referring to or the one that I think you were kind of laughing a little bit, but I, I was interviewing for a position and I could see that the guy looked like he was about to like fall asleep or something. He looked kind of bored or I don't know. It was something. I don't know. And I, I, we get near the end of the conversation. He's like, do you have any questions for me? And I was like, well, one is like, what's the first three months of this job look like? And he's like, that's a great question. And I was like, I don't know. It's not like that great of a question. Like, I just want to know, like, am I in for like torture or like, is this going to be like the, you're going to get your time to learn and understand how things work. Um, and I followed that up and I just asked him like straight up, I'm like, you know, what do you think I'm a good fit for this position? Or like, what is it that you would have for concerns? And he just was like, you don't talk like somebody that would normally would hold this position. I think you're technically, you have the right technical background and you could do all the technical stuff. He's like, I think you've done all of these things before, but the language and lingo that you're using to express what you're talking about is, verbose, I guess is probably how I would say it. And that I just was using terms that weren't like really industry standard. And I was, as I said, like I felt like I was kind of mistitled for my role anyway. So I was, I was looking for and applying for jobs that had the title that I had for my last job. And it just, that's where it kind of struck me as, you know, I'm probably applying to at least some of the wrong jobs here because if i don't speak if i don't talk like a duck and walk like a duck then they're the other people are realizing i'm probably not a duck doesn't mean i can't become one but it, it puts them in the awkward position of how much risk are they willing to take so are there other ways you found to get feedback um I think like for, for sure. Um, as I've been reaching out to folks in my network and things just to see like what's out there or if they have anything that they can like tell me about the company, I've certainly been asking them for like kind of what's their understanding of the company. How do things work there to kind of get, so I can get a little bit more of an insider view. Cause a lot of these people I've worked with before they understand how I work and operate. I've also asked them like, hey, can you tell me, like, would I fit in here? Like, would I be a good fit or not? And gotten some pretty honest feedback sometimes that's like, I didn't want to hear that. Like, but I, you know, like, yeah, you're probably right. These would be reasons why I might not want to work at this company because of how they make decisions. And I'll give you an example is uh, the, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that will do forced layoffs. Like they'll just cut like 10, the bottom 10% off every year. Or there's companies that like to rate everybody on the bell curve. And those are kinds of things that when I got into management, I was like, I don't really ever want to put myself in a position where I have to do that. Like, can I do it? Sure. But I you know, I want to be building a team that is high-performing. And if it's high-performing and I have to cut out the bottom 10% of the high performers, it just puts you in a weird mental state to kind of go through that. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's been kind of that journey of kind of learning about myself and like, what am I in? Am I, or am I not interested in for these jobs? And, you know, honestly, I think it helps me be more understanding about myself and like what I'm looking for, even though it hasn't always been some answers that I want to necessarily get (laughs) because it's like, yeah, I applied to this place and I understand now why they're not interested in me, but I don't know.
0: It could be tough. Where does someone look for jobs these days? I haven't looked for a job
1: in a long time. (laughs) I I envy
0: monster.com still exist.
1: (laughs) Um, it absolutely does. Really? Um, Oh yeah. Like, but a lot of the stuff's like junk places to go. Like I even like consider LinkedIn is barely passable for a, a few reasons. Uh, most predominantly, it's mostly a, become a social media site, which I understand why, but it makes it very hard to stay engaged in it as a, I'm looking for a job because there's all these pop-ups and like the people can send you messages and all that kind of stuff in a way that can be very disruptive when you're trying to focus on like, okay, I'm going to read this job description and then it's like, hey, do you see these like 10 other pl- Companies that may or may not have anything to do with your job search, but they're out there, and they probably want you to buy stuff. Um, but like, Monsters was—I mean, not Monster. Uh, LinkedIn was uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, avoid Monster. Actually, I don't know. I didn't. I just haven't used Monster. Um, Jobot seemed kind of interesting as a website. Their at least their premise is that they're trying to use like AI and like some other predictive things, so that like when you go. Upload your resume and stuff. They'll try and like help you understand what are good or bad companies to apply for. Um, unfortunately, I I do have my own opinions on AI, which I think it's like a, a trust, but to some extent, but definitely verify because like my resume says I'm one type of person and I'm looking for a completely different type of jobs. That it it kind of leads you down potentially weird or awkward paths. So what are what are the places? <laughs> Offhand, um, like there's Glassdoor and uh, there's a bunch of other places. I'd have to go back and look. I've got an Excel spreadsheet where I've like gotten all of these things listed out and tried to kind of do my own personal grading for it. Um, But all of them just lack the any kind of personal level, like or interaction. So like you're just uploading stuff to a computer and hoping that it eventually makes its way to a person to look at, which is why. I don't know that the industry can sustain it forever, but I also get why they're doing it. Because I would—I would, I think I told you before—I'd uh, see a job that would be posted for five minutes that would be perfect for me. It would already have like five hundred or a thousand applications. So there's just people out there scripting and automating their way through applying. And there's how are you supposed to stand out with that? I—I I, I don't know. I—I <laughs> I really don't know.
0: So what have you found are the ways to get to that first step, you know, talking to a human?
1: I, it's a good question, but I'll answer you a little bit of a different answer first, uh, which is the things that I've actually found useful for searching for, instead of looking for remote positions looking for something that's more local. Like I know like there's like, I live in an area that's not like super high tech, but you know, Boston's not that it's an hour away, but you know, you got Boston and like up North from me in New Hampshire, there's like Manchester and Concord and stuff. And I think when it's easy for somebody to just go apply to remote stuff and roll the dice and hope that they get picked out of the pool and be valid to be an applicant. Whereas if you're looking at stuff that's actually local, it's much harder for people to be like, local to a place because who knows where they're living they could be anywhere in the world uh so I, th- that's been one thing i've also just hammered on my uh, like linkedin network and things that i've just developed over the years um I, i've also had some success on linkedin um I, i'm not a huge advocate for like any of these like subscription services or anything because they just tend to be a, a money drain but with the linkedin premium at least you can go click if if you see a job and it if there's a a recruiter or hiring manager associated with it it will let you send that person a direct message and i that was has been an area where i started focusing on more than just like these remote positions that like there was no name associated with it or anything and you just hope that somebody reads your resume or your cover letter or something and switch to being a bit more targeted and trying to apply to positions where It was like, there's actually a real potential for a human on the other side. I can send a brief message that's kind of like a cover letter explaining why I'm interested in their company and the position and kind of like, what do I think I can get out of it and um, see what I get. I'd say, you know, I got a 10, 15, maybe 20% response rate doing that. Um, That was just like people like I, like a lot of them, like I didn't know, Um, I would say that's about the level of response rate I got from people in my network that I know as well, which felt a little depressing at the time. Cause I'm like, I've like had a career working with you for like six years, helped you do this or that. And now you're just ignoring me. Come on.
0: Are recruiters still a thing?
1: Yes. And like in the be, headhunter type realm. Yeah. They, they actually are, but they're very hard to actually search for. Cause you're going to find tons of scams. And any like recruiting place that says like, get, you know, send us your resume and we're gonna help you out, I guarantee is a scam because they're just gonna they're gonna ask for money and do a lot of other stuff. Uh, what I have found though is what I had thought or misunderstood as small companies that had positions and openings on LinkedIn. Um, you'll sometimes see something like three or four people at a a company. They're often actually recruiting agencies that are, you know, what you'll, you'll, and actually it's fine. Like I don't have any problem with it. Um, I, I got some contacts that way and have messaged people back and forth. And I think if you can get their interest and they think that they can place you, then they'll like, they'll spend the time to work with you. But, you know, they're, they're coin operated on the company side. So they want to make sure they're going to place you and not be investing a ton of time so they can get their their cut and move on to the next person so um, there's a handful that I know like I've got some family that's in the tech industry and they've reached out to the recruiters that they've worked with and gotten their information to me and I'd say about half of half of them have reached out and you know kind of built a relationship and seen if tried to see if anything would go anywhere
0: you mentioned AI
1: earlier how are you using it for yourself sparingly is how I would probably say it, but I like, I've certainly have, like I've, I use chat GPT to try and a, a thing I did and I kind of stopped doing this because it just wasn't a successful tactic, but I would take the, a job description, copy it and then paste it into chat GPT and say, can you write me a cover letter to answer this? And it, it comes out about as good and about as horrible in equal measures as you would think. So, I mean, it's going to spit stuff out, there were times where I was like, oh, that's like actually like a clever way to say this, or that's something I just hadn't thought about that probably actually is important to this company. On the other hand, you know, the sometimes grammatical nightmares that it creates or it starts referencing the wrong companies like, <laughs> or the wrong title or whatever. So, I mean, you gotta, if you're going to do it, I would say be very careful because it, I, I, I think everybody likes to think that it's not that it's, very difficult to see if something's been auto-generated from chat gpt or something but i think it's if you're looking at like what kinds of errors are in there or other things it'll just stick out as either a copy paste mistake or you're using chat gpt or you're just not being as thorough as you can be and i with the companies being able to be as picky as they are right now uh i, th- I think it's like i've seen people say like i'm not going to hire anybody be- that has like this type of a picture on their LinkedIn profile. Like really, like uh, it seems like weird discriminate discriminatory tactics, but at the same time, if I had to go look through 2000 job description or not 2000 job descriptions, 2000 applications, like per job, I would probably be get, start getting kind of irritable and grumpy and just starting to be like, whatever, this person put a comma in the wrong place or they clearly don't know how to use semicolons and sentences or whatever. <laughs> so
0: have you used it for like resumes or LinkedIn or any of those other
1: type things? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I certainly, as I've tried to fill out my resume, I used it. I did. However, like I, I've probably updated my resume, once a week, it, twice a week, like every week since getting let go. So it's gone over a lot of permutations and initially the, um, the agency that uh, Red Hat paid for to allow us to kind of get some coaching for like resume and like job hunting. They kind of gave, I, I gave them something like they spit out like, this is perfect. You're going to get a job in no time. And then six months later, I'm like, this isn't really working. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut and kind of, it wasn't a reset. I I took a lot of the the lessons I learned that I thought were like me and like valuable to me and stuck with them and kind of chucked a lot of stuff out the door that I was like, this isn't, this isn't representative of me. This isn't how I want to talk about myself. These aren't the types of things that I think are important to the companies I'm applying to and kind of went a different direction. So yeah, I've got like 80 revisions of my resume or something crazy like that right now.
0: So you're just constantly polishing, tweaking, tuning,
1: learning. Um, I, I feel like the last month, just because I've I've hit this like pretty heavy interviewing cadence, where I'm more focused on like how do I even book and schedule for this many positions. I've slowed down, but um, yeah, I'd been tweaking and tuning it. I, I had an Excel spreadsheet where I was marking like what company what job position and what version of the resume I had sent out so that I could start getting some metrics. And I don't know, I can be a little too data driven sometimes, but just get that metrics to see like, Hey, like which ones are actually catching people's attention for which types of jobs. And, you know, you'll have like coaches tell you, make a version for each type of job you want. And that's not always easy to do, but it also kind of, I think I've kind of ended up with more versions of my resume than probably necessary. If I just started with two at the the beginning, you know,
0: is any of that data useful for like, I mean, there seems like there's a whole side of this too, of like mental, I want to call it mental health management or uh, the, the the terms escaping me, but it would seem (laughs) like it would be also useful to a certain degree to say, Oh, I have applied to a certain number of jobs versus, just sending these resumes into a black hole. And at the end of the day, just thinking, well, I feel like I did a lot, but I don't
1: know. Yeah. I mean, I certainly had a period of time where I was like spending eight hours a day and probably easily applied to uh, over a thousand, probably under 2000, but a ridiculous amount of applications that I've sent out. And I don't know, maybe a 1% response rate at best. Like that's just like a, somebody like, Hey, I might want to talk to you kind of thing. Not even like just talking to a recruiter or anything. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. I, I, about three months ago was like, you know what? I need to get more strategic about my mental health. (laughs) Like I can't spend eight hours a day just sending stuff out into the void in the ether. Like, what am I doing to um, kind of take that step back, take the time to actually look at my resume, think about it. Like what are other people seeing? And, uh, kind of thinking about like what other approaches can I take? Cause if you just do the same thing forever, it's probably not going to work out terribly well. Um, So yeah, I needed to start thinking about like, okay, let's go back through my network again. Um, uh, You know, I had been pretty heavily focused on remote jobs. I was like, I got to stop doing that and be more accommodating for maybe I'm taking a major pay cut, or maybe I have to start looking at startups where I'm one of like three people and I'm, you know, Doing the janitorial work as much as writing code and trying to, you know, launch a rocket out out the back or
0: whatever. Any other things that you've done for your mental well being? Maybe that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) um, I think (laughs) or staying positive.
1: It's I don't I don't know if this works for other people or not, but uh, personally, I find it. it it, the the more physical activity you put yourself under the harder it is to kind of be depressed or worried about like a lot of things so i started doing like a lot of like go out for walks do like jogging um go do yard work to go clean stuff up um like we just are at the tail end of fall there's been like a ton of leaves on my property to go take care of um there's like a there's a some trees that fell over that needed to be chainsawed up and whatever and it's like you know if you it's easy to just be like uh, Nothing matters and I'm not gonna bother spending any time doing it and I, I don't know it, I, to give myself like a day or two to be like uh, this like this stinks and I don't want to like be like this but the best way to not be like that is to actually like go do some stuff go improve yourself go improve your family go improve your the environment you're in don't you know don't let just like the trash keep piling up around you and cuz eventually that just adds up and makes it harder to get started and get moving
0: if someone came to you today and said greg i got caught up in the same layoff you did or a different one none of this is nothing's working
1: what would you tell them i don't know i think it's a pretty personal experience so it's hard to be like hey like this is the advice you have here are the three steps (laughs) yeah i i don't know i have nothing i have nothing to sell i guess other than i mean for me i'm i'm usually a very upbeat and positive person and that's gotten me through plenty of hard times uh i think um the economy's certainly been in kind of a weird space and you know like the whole it just you have to like it's not always just about you it's like what's going on like as i mentioned like you know you get laid off in may then you have june and july which tend to be like pretty big seasons for people to just go on pto go do stuff with their families and their kids then you've got you know you just keep rolling into people then the companies are like well we're almost getting the kids back to school so like just the people you'd be interviewing with or other things it just becomes a weird scheduling hassle to begin with um i mean it just kind of everything ground to a halt and i just had to be okay with uh talking between myself and my family to say like look this isn't necessarily me and it could be like i totally like i will, i will go flip hamburgers or what like go work at amazon to deliver packages like if that's what we really needed that's not what we really needed though uh, uh, like right now it's been more like just getting focused on Like for me, like get focused on the next thing. Like what's the next job? Like I, I haven't wanted to just fill time just to fill time. Like to me, I was like, yeah, I can go make minimum wage flipping burgers at McDonald's. Totally fine to go do that, but that's not helping me get my next job. Or, you know, I could go sell cars or get into real estate or whatever. Like, you know, I had mentioned earlier about my parents' business. My mom's got a accounting business a, a bookkeeping business not an accounting business similar but different but i was like she was like if you go back to school and become a get your cpa you could like we <laughs> could offer all these new services and i'm like well like i could certainly do that and like but i was also looking like hey maybe it's time for me to re-up my skills i you know i got my mba in 2019 i could go back to school for data so, like the the hot things i'm seeing right now is like Healthcare, so like healthcare information technology, healthcare information management, uh, quantum computing, securities, like really big, data science is really big, automotive is really big, AI, ML, like, I mean, there's just like, there's a lot of things, and it's, it's just very easy for the companies to be picky like I, I can't tell you how many times like I would interview they're like you have like 95 percent of the qualifications I'm like great like it's now it's just a matter of getting getting past the line but there a lot of these companies seem like they're looking for unicorns or other things that just aren't out there and I also think especially for the big companies right now like that you go look and they're like they have like 3000 6 thousand job openings I don't really know that they're as motivated to actually hire people as it looks like, because I think like if they hire somebody, like maybe they have to go through the next round of layoffs or something. So I think there's, that's kind of like this weird incentive. And if, if you understand like the economics of like the, um, the interest rate increase. Well, it becomes more expensive for companies to borrow money than it was before. And that's money that they would be borrowing to go hire new people. But now it's cheaper for them to just lay people off and then hire new, a new workforce in and stuff. So it's, it's a, one of those like unfortunate realities, but it's, and I think it's easy for people to take it personally, but it's, at least for my mental health, I'm like, you know what? It's not me. It's them. (laughs) So.
0: Mm. (laughs) Now you also mentioned something to me when we talked previously that there's something while there are these normal like holiday cycles and people are busy. You were also seeing some like also an increase at this time of the year, which you thought I think was money that had been set aside that hadn't been spent that now people are trying to get rid of. I mean,
1: (sighs) It, I, don't, I can't speak for every company, but a lot of them, and we're. if you assume that the start of the year is Q1 and the end of the year is Q4, which isn't this always for all companies, so it's hard to like generalize, but uh, um, I've seen a lot of companies seem to be in that like rush now, and I think the reason why I'm getting more traction is the companies that are in their Q4, if they don't use that hiring budget, they're going to lose it, and then they're going to have to figure out how they catch up next year. So... It, it, it sounds weird to be like, hey, a business isn't the use it or lose it, but uh, that seems to be the mentality of a lot of businesses. And for the ones that are in, so I guess I'm just saying if you're looking at companies, uh, it might be also worth trying to target the ones where you're in their Q4 at the time, because they're going to probably be more, I don't know about aggressive, but they're going to be more actively looking to try and fill those positions so they don't lose that budget for going into next year and then basically having to pull from the previous year to or the next year to pull it backwards, if that makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, and it also sounds like there's there's a both and here. There's, yes, things, quote, slow down during the holidays. And if you want to find a job, you got to just, in, in a certain way, you almost have to pretend that it's not the holidays, that they're not on vacation. It's just like, you're just going to do business as usual for you in terms of finding a job. Yeah, If you don't get a reply because it's the holidays, whatever, but you're going to still keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, for sure.
1: Like uh, when you don't have a job, one of the things I've learned is you just don't have a holiday. Like, I mean, I can choose to take time off, but it's very easy to slip into that. Like, well, I didn't, I didn't get any job, like any responses today. That's probably because I didn't apply to any place yesterday. And I don't know that's a healthy way to look at it. I'm just saying it's, it's a very easy, slippery slope to kind of get into for that kind of thought cycle. Um, and that's kind of where I had gotten at one point where I was like, okay, this, these kind of negative feedback loops are easy to fall into and hard to get out of. And I didn't want to dig myself a deeper hole <laughs> where I'm like, I applied to a hundred places today, tomorrow, like I got to apply to 200 just so that I could get like some response.
0: So what have you arrived at? Like, I mean, I usually call it with clients, I usually call this, you know, defining success or creating your own success criteria. So what, how have you gone about that?
1: For me, I kind of was like, you know what? Like, I know I'm doing a lot of these junk or garbage or drive-by applications, where I'm like, I'm it. It says easy apply on, easy on apply. LinkedIn, and I'll just <laughs> click it and I'll go through it as fast as possible. And I found, I well, maybe I shouldn't say I found. I suspect that that's about the lowest value application you can do because if like you can do it, like anybody can do it, and that's just gonna drive those application numbers up and uh, like the, the recruiters that I know like pretty well, they're like, yeah, I get through like the first five uh, people that applied that look reasonable for the job. And then I just forget everybody else. So I'm like, well, that means you're probably getting through like 20. He's like, yep, probably uh, if there's a thousand, I maybe get through 20 of them and I don't care to look at anybody else. Cause like for my job, like why am I going to spend more of my time trying to do that? So um, that's why, I, like, trying to look at things that are like, okay, what's unique about me? What is like? It could be location, could be timing for like trying to find stuff, or willingness to relocate, or the people I know for contacts, or you know, like, any of that stuff. Try to like figure those kinds of things out, or like, what am I willing to do that other people aren't willing to do? Because you'll start like it over the summer like everything had like hundreds of applications on it and i would say like i started noticing things that were getting onto like my linkedin feed or other sp- places where i was like oh this only has like five applications why is that it, you know just trying to like go through and like understand is it because it's local to me and nobody else is local that has these skill sets or is it because it's got some sort of weird demands that maybe i'm interested in or you know you'll see things that the pay scales are like It's like, like they want twice as much effort as like what you were doing before they pay half as much. And it's like, ah, yeah, I don't know about that one, but I will say like, I I think just as the companies are, you know, kind of pruning through like the people that are applying, I think it's on the flip side. It's like, it's, it's better to actually be a little bit more picky about what you apply to as well. So like, if you're like, I'm not going to apply to anything that has over a hundred applicants, you know, kind of stick to your guns on that. Cause it'll help you filter out a lot of the junk out there. Um, that said though, I have applied to things that had like very low pay ranges. And after talking, like once I got my foot in the door and was talking to them, they're like, nah, nah, we know we're gonna have to pay you more money to like get you interested in this position. So like, I wouldn't say like, I don't know, everything I think is potentially negotiable. It's just, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta start that first conversation and see where things go from there. Any other recommendations, suggestions, encouragements, parting thoughts i don't know I'll say like just do it's hard it's very hard. just stay as positive as you can um it like it doesn't hurt to smile um i, I told you this before, but I also like I, I had to spend a lot of time reminding myself it's okay to be hungry it, you know like it's that doesn't mean like starve yourself to death or anything like it's not like a necessarily a physical thing, but I was like I just felt like I had this like unfulfilled need to go like actually do work and feel like I'm doing something successful and rewarding. And I was like, I had to come to a realization. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to spend more time not doing that. And that is actually okay. Um, and use that time to, as an opportunity to kind of learn more about myself, figure out what kinds of things that like I want to do and get really a bit more laser focused on like what's next for me job wise and um, kind of how I'm presenting myself and getting out there. So it's worked for me.
0: I got one more question then. What have you learned about yourself? What have I learned about
1: myself? Um, let's see, like what's something new that I've learned about myself? Cause a lot of the stuff that I think I've learned was, um, I kind of already knew, uh, I've always kind of questioned how much my ego like has driven me or pushed me into things or out of things. And while I'm still willing to say that it probably has been there, I think actually I've been able to kind of swallow my ego a lot more than I thought I could have. And that's just like, it's just saying like, I mean, I've always like really liked building teams, working with people, helping mentor them, grow people and, uh, less about me and more about like other people or the company or what they can do. Um, I think I'm still like mentally there, but there's like still a part of me where I, I took like pride in some of those things. And I think through the interviewing and having like people just question, like some of those things, I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's not like as big a deal as I thought, or I, like, I don't care as much. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I, I think i still looking to push myself. Uh, like I'm probably not going to take the time if, if I had thought about it at the very beginning, I probably would have started going back to school or get some certifications and some things that I find in personally interesting. But now that I'm on kind of the flip side, trying to just get through uh, the end state of the interviewing process for a few places, probably don't need to churn more uh, change in my life than is absolutely necessary until I can kind of figure out and get that stuff settled. So. I, I think I, I i'll put it this way i am absolutely interested in going back to school again i don't know exactly what for and i don't know when the right time will be but i want to do it sooner than kind of whatever the next like um ch- big change in my life is i, I will I, I will make the change not be having it delivered <laughs> upon me have
0: it done to me <laughs> all right well i wish you the best and um thanks for coming
1: by today yeah, thanks, man. And uh, you know, I know you mentioned a few red hatters. Um, if somebody happens to want to reach out or has like questions, I'm happy to try and help out. So you like, you could. F- What's the best way for them to find you? The best way, um, I don't know. I got a few ways. Uh, probably the easiest. I, I don't want junk mail. That's the thing I have in my head. Is I already I, actually I, there's thousands, the, millions of listeners the, here, man. The, <laughs> advi- the I, I know it's uh, to that extent, but the, the, actually, one thing that I will give as advice for people is. Um, because, because of the junk mail, I have gotten a ridiculous amount of junk mail since starting this. And I blame all of these, as I said, like they're all social media sites. Like you go apply to LinkedIn and they're going to sign you up for a hundred different companies. And the reason why I know this is because um, Apple has like a hide my email feature that it'll, oh, auto, yes. it'll auto generate the email. And I've been using that pretty, uh, like my, my resume has my real email address on it, but I used this fake email to go generate all the accounts on these different sites that I've applied to. And it is phenomenal how much junk mail that I get and how many scams, like, like I've at least multiplied by 10, if not 20, the amount of scams and junk mail and just... Uh, ancillary like hey if you give us a hundred bucks we'll get your resume out like wherever i'm like yeah i don't need this so you know i would say protect your email if you want to protect your sanity yeah and, and on that note some of them are
0: called like burner emails there's a there's a there's two or three of them that i've played with what's really nice about them is like you're saying you can you can generate as many as you want with apple i think you can that some of the other the free ones are limited but then like you're saying if you find that you're starting to get a bunch of spam on one of them you just turn it off
1: there is so much stuff that i can it has the click here to unsubscribe and i will do it like once twice a day and they they will still keep sending email i cannot get off of some of these lists
0: yeah that's where that's where you just turn that email address off and yeah there, but, they go oh, bye-bye um,
1: what you should be hearing from me is, early on, I didn't do some of these things, right. yeah. and now I have the junk mail. And I, actually, the other piece of information, given the junk mail, is check your damn junk mail folder while you're doing going through these exercises. I cannot tell you how embarrassing it is to have somebody... That you send an email to like two weeks after and you're like, Hey, like you said, you're going to schedule a meeting with me. And they're like, I did. And like, you never responded. So I thought you weren't interested in the position. Yeah. Ouch. Not good. And I don't think it's like actually prevented me from getting any jobs, but as I said, it's kind of embarrassing and it's kind of annoying that this is just the life we live in is the mail filters are going to, choose to not filter out stuff that you sh- think should go to your junk mail and they're going to then be like, Hey, this thing we don't like, it came from Glassdoor, and somebody else out there said it, that Glassdoor's junk mail. But yeah. So how should people find you? Uh, yeah, I, LinkedIn message you on LinkedIn they can message me out. They can find me at LinkedIn. Yeah. Look, look me up on LinkedIn. Greg, Greg Sterling red at, you'll be able to find me. That's the the sanest way. And if you want to send me an email, if you have my email address, feel free to reach out.